And welcome back to Packers Playbook. Greg Matzik and Jeff Falconio with you. A reminder that friends make Miller time great. Miller Lite reminds all sports fans that with great beer comes great responsibility. So designate a driver and make sure the night rolls along without a hitch. Miller Lite, great friends, great beer, great responsibility. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here till 8 o'clock tonight. We'll go to Atlanta and check in with Lance Allen of today's TMJ4 in our next segment. But joining us on the line right now, he's played on this stage before the NFC Championship game. He is a Packers Hall of Famer. It is former wide receiver Antonio Freeman joining us on the line. Hey, Free. Hey, how are you? You're doing great. So what's this week all about? You've played on this stage before and probably a little colder when you played against Carolina at Lambeau Field than it will be in the Georgia Dome. But nonetheless, it's got to be quite an experience. Oh, absolutely. And um, the game on Sunday will just generally be about execution. Whichever team can execute the best, and it sounds like a cliche, but has the least amount of turnovers and is able to control the ball. I think time of possession will be uh, the biggest stat uh, that I'm going to look for on Sunday because whichever team can convert first downs and run the football and eat up clock is going to keep a red-hot quarterback on the sideline, whether it be Matt Ryan watching, which I sure hope so, or Aaron Rodgers watching. Um, and, and that's going to ultimately depend on how well the defense plays. And this Packers defense is going to really be tested on Sunday, kind of like a final test before the final exam. Well, and you mentioned that final exam. It's human nature to, to look ahead and knowing that the Super Bowl, is it's tangible. It's right there. So as you went through the week, how do you stay focused as a player? Well, you stay focused. If you're today's player, if you're on this 2016-2017 Packers team, you just pull out some film from Russell Wilson playing the Seattle Seahawks, having a tough, tough loss deep in the playoffs a few years ago. You pull out the San Francisco 49ers tape from the playoffs a few years ago. All games that this football team had an opportunity to win and overcome tremendous setbacks to win those games. But defensively, they were not able to make those stops during the game or even when it counted late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Tony, you mentioned the quarterbacks in this game. I, I know when you were playing and you know Brett would throw for 3,500 yards, I mean, that was just a crazy number. Now if you don't hit 4,000, man, <laughs> you may not have the right quarterback. It's just crazy how many yards these guys are throwing for. Rodgers and Ryan combined are over 9,000 for the season. That's ridiculous. Yes, and the rules are set up for that. You know, the, the, the game is supposed to be exciting. So when the rules were changed, they wanted to produce a more exciting product. Uh, and you don't produce a more exciting product by rugged defenses, by tough three, third, and two-yard runs. Uh, you, you jump the bar by scoring points. And, and, and to now eliminate those quarterback hits that often sideline elite quarterbacks and jeopardize the ability to score points, now you help the league to say, hey, there's no more bumping and running after five yards. You can't even put a hand or a fingernail on a receiver. That's to generate more points, and that brings the excitement, and that brings all the razzle-dazzle that surrounds the NFL. So when you talk about Brett Favre, and I hate it when people try to get me to compare Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers because I've never played a snap with Aaron Rodgers. I love watching the guy play. I admire what he does on a weekly basis, but 
the game was a lot more tougher back then. You could hit quarterbacks. You could tug and pull after five yards. The running back was the most important position on the field back when we played. And now the running back position, as we've seen, you lose your lead back, Eddie Lacy, and then you lose your second back, Starks and you're still able to compete in this league, shows that this is now a passing league. So those numbers will go up. Of course, these teams met in the regular season in the Georgia Dome with Atlanta winning, but the Packers were missing some key names, and you mentioned you know, the injuries they had at running back. They were still sort of sorting out that situation. So what's going to be different this time around? What's going to be different is the cast of players. I mean, we don't know the situation with Jordy Nelson. Devontae Adams has an ankle uh, you know, Geronimo, Geronimo Allison, who's the backup's backup, he's injured. Um, so you, you just never know how guys are going to recover. Then you're looking at the surface that they're playing on. Now they're playing on an indoor surface as opposed to an outdoor surface, which they say has a little more give and a little more friendly to the ankles and knees and those type of uh, ex- lower extremities of the body. So you're still talking about injuries with the Packers. And the amazing thing to me is how well this team has been able to overcome injuries throughout the season because when this football team was four and six no one not even the truth Packer fans were feeling pity for them you know it was a lot of blame going around and no one really took into account what this football team had been going through as far as battling injuries and that's why it's such an amazing story to see this football team where they are at this stage of the season. Packers Hall of Famer Antonio Freeman joining us here on Packers Playbook. Antonio, what was the loudest venue you ever played in? Kansas City was pretty loud. Uh, I was on the sidelines, so I really didn't uh, get to play. Uh, Oakland was pretty loud. Man, but Minnesota, when they get a lead... That, that place can be almost impossible to hear. And uh, you look at our records inside of the domes in, in the 90s and during the 1990s, uh, we struggled quite a bit because we allowed uh, the opposing team to get ahead of us. That, inv- that allowed the crowd to then get involved and make it difficult for just common signals to be uh, passed along uh, in an offensive alignment. So that's the one thing that the Packers have been doing the past few weeks, if you might note, is they've been getting out front of their opponents, allowing their defense not to play with that kind of pressure on them and just sit back and play. And a lot of fans and critics say uh, they don't go for the finishing blow and they don't knock teams out. Well, what it does is it doesn't stress your defense out. And I think early on in the season, they would get behind so early that it would put so much pressure and stress on the defense that it would be a hole almost impossible to pull out of. Cool stuff, Antonio. Uh, Looking forward to catching up with you down in Houston. And I'm guessing uh, that's where you think the Packers will be, and I'm hoping it's where they end up. It would be a lot of fun to reconnect down there. Hey, I'm looking for Sunday to be a dogfight, an exciting game, whether you're on either side of the field. And uh, I'm looking for a Packer win, and like you said, Hopefully, we can take over the state of Texas like we did a couple years ago when it was Dallas. He is the uh, Packers Hall of Fame wide receiver. Always great to catch up with Antonio Freeman. Appreciate your time, Free. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks for having me. And uh, go Pack Go. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Go Pack Go. That's right. Always good to catch up with Antonio Freeman.